who do you think you are? And how you answer that question reveals so much about where your heart and your focus is. We are welcome to the very first episode of the All of Life show. I'm your host, Stuart White, along with my wife, Alicia, and we also white. Yeah, also <laughs> white. We are very excited to be here with you guys. We have been working on this idea for a podcast for, I don't know, so long. Four years, probably. Four years, four glorious years. And Finally, it feels like it's really happening and we're, we're excited about it. This, we've gone through so many ideas and variations of what this would be, what it would look like. Would it be both of us? Would it just be one of us? Um, and I'm really pleased with what we've landed on here. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this show, as you know, is called the All of Life Show. And our goal in this is to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to every area of life, to allow his light to shine in and to illuminate the darkness that is where all our problems hide, all of our brokenness, everything loves the dark. So we come here, though, as two people who, are we perfect? Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no wrong answer. <laughs> no, we are very imperfect. Mm-hmm. And we are here not as the gurus, not as those who have figured it out, um, but hopefully just as humble followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think right now in the age of um, like social media and how perfect everything looks online, and it's not like there aren't people out there who are being real and vulnerable about their struggles in life or the things that they're going through, but so often it's just not with a perspective that's actually going to change or help um, in any lasting way the problems. So I think that's what our goal is, is like, you know what, we've been through a lot and, um, and we love Jesus and he's, he's changed our lives. And so how can you keep that in once you felt that, you know? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, what we're saying is we're here to brag on Jesus and what he does and what we could never do apart from him. And uh, hopefully that is something that as you're listening, you are going to be encouraged. You are going to be uh, drawn closer to him and uh, just fall in love with him. And uh, so with that, we are officially launched. Let's do it. Let's yeah. tell him a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, so we're... We're going to give you kind of the highlights and bullet points of, of our lives. And then our plan is in future episodes, we will dig in a little deeper and go into more detail on things. More but juicy things. Yeah. But we have been married uh, approximately just coming up on almost 15 years. 14, babe. Uh, 14. Okay. <laughs> again, you did it again. <laughs> We'll cut that out. No, we won't. We're going to leave it in so that the whole world knows. Hey, it, I was rounding up to the nearest no, 15. No, you forgot. May 27th will be our 14th anniversary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because we definitely don't look like we are old enough to be married for 14 It years. just feels like We 15. look so That's young. Not- <laughs> oh, thanks. No. We have three kids. Um, Avi Sue is going to be 10. 
this coming April. Melody, whom we call Momo, is just turned six. And then Everett, whom we call Brother, is um, just turned three. Yeah. yeah. We love and adore our kids, but we're also very real. And parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. That is something we, we also to... love and adore being away from them yeah. sometimes. And this is something, too, as we do this podcast, this is also just a great chance for us to connect over something where we, we we describe it as we want to have a podcast. You describe it as when we sit in like the bathtub and we just mm-hmm. have conversations and relax and be real and just see where things go. And, you know, this will be a little more structured, but this is just another opportunity for us selfishly to spend some time together. Um, so, yeah, married for 14, almost 14 years. We've got three kiddos. We um, have have had quite an extensive list of the of things that we've been involved in over the last over the course of our marriage Uh, when I met Stu he was a worship leader and had just accepted a job in central Oregon and we had met in Arizona so um, in about six and a half months we uh, started dating and got married (laughs) and the next day loaded up my little white Ford Escort with my 60 pound dog and all of our wedding gifts and drove up to Central Oregon and began our life. Yeah. And what a life it has been, you know, and continues to be. Uh, The Lord has done things and blessed us in ways that uh, I can't believe. I I look back and think I had nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. The only thing I've brought to this is my uh, sin and failure. And the forearms. That's, that is the running joke is, uh, Alicia saw me and she saw me wor- leading worship at this church. Apparently I'm a forearm girl. Apparently because... she's into forearms. <laughs> apparently mine are good. Um, we will maybe one day have a forearm uh, competition. competition. Oh my gosh, yeah. babe, that would be so much I will fun. lose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- that's where we are. We have been in Central Oregon for, um, I've been here for almost 15 years yes. now. This is the longest. This is where the 15 is coming from. The longest either of us have ever lived in one place. Yeah. Growing up, both of us had uh, childhoods where we moved a lot. Uh, Both have parents that, uh, fathers that were pastors at uh, different times and uh, just different histories there, different moving. Um, My my own father, in fact, was on the radio and uh, maybe that's where some of this podcast stuff comes from. It's in your Uh, roots. Yeah, it's in my roots. Yeah. Yeah on the radio in central Oregon to start and in Portland and Seattle. Oh my gosh. Are we just reliving our parents' lives right now? Does that mean we're moving to Portland next? No, no, but (laughs) we love central Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think one of the things that we, before we were recording this episode, uh, have discussed and talked about extensively is this idea of identity and how, who you think you are shapes how you live your life. Or to put it another way is, who do you think you are? And how you answer that question reveals so much about where your heart and your focus is. And for us, I know this has been hugely impressed on us as we will share further in future episodes, but we have had our struggles. We have had our times of brokenness and, uh, God has been faithful in that, but in all of it, you can almost always trace back this time where you forgot who you are, and 
I was having a conversation um, with some various people leading up to this episode, and somebody pitched the idea to me that in the same way that Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan, and he came to steal and kill and destroy, and he misled them and deceived them into believing that they could be like God, essentially their own gods, and not need God, and separate themselves from him, uh, he is the ultimate identity thief. He comes in and seeks to separate you from where the true core of your identity should rest, and that is in Jesus Christ. And just in the same way Adam and Eve, they experienced separation from God in whom their identity was. And I mean, it says in Scripture, we are created in God's image. That is what it separates us from all the rest of creation. That is why human beings uh, are different than the animals. It is what gives us that intrinsic value that when that gets taken away, we see this very interesting trend where we replace it with something else. Um, you'll hear us say this a lot. What's the human heart is a idol factory. <laughs> and we can't have that emptiness where God is meant to occupy. Uh, it will not stay empty. Nature abhors a vacuum, they say. It will be filled with something. One of the things you're going to hear us repeat over and over in this is our hearts will turn to something else. And they need to be filled with Jesus, with God, with the Holy Spirit, creating that new person within you. And the more I've been reflecting on this, and we've been talking about this, it it's it's an epidemic. Like you begin to see it. It's like you know when you when you find that new vehicle that you like, and suddenly everywhere you look, you see that that thing. But I think this isn't just some like confirmation bias thing. I think it's the truth. It's the reality of the world we live in, when you have an identity that has been severed from God and you don't know that that's even what's missing, but you do know something's missing, you will look for anything and everything to give you that value. I think um, over, like I was, I had an opportunity to think about this and share this w with some women recently. And um, I just, as I was trying to put together my introduction of who I am I I spent more time trying to write that one little introduction than I did on the entire rest of the whole talk because and I was just so hung up on it because I was like oh my gosh over the course of the last 14 years I have I have gotten married I've become a mom I trained horses for a while, I started a photography business. I was doing speaking and teaching in the industry. I worked at two separate magazines and, and like, and then most recently, and so many more things in between there. I thought like there was a, an apparel website somewhere in there for a brief yeah, amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then most recently, you know, us going into foster care, um, and I was like, how come, why can't I like just say who I am? Like, why can't I tell these women who I am? And it's because even in that moment, even though I feel pretty secure in where my identity is, I'm still trying to tell them who I am based off of the things that I've done because I've spent a good portion of my life searching for who I am in these things that I'm doing. And 
inevitably at, at some point you get to a point where you realize that thing is not, is not filling that, yeah. that hole that you have, yeah. you know, I hesitate. And inevitably you, you, you don't realize it's that thing that isn't filling it. You think that it's someone or something else. And so you move on to the next thing or yeah. you blame someone else that they are the one messing it up. And if they, if that just wouldn't be there, I could, yeah. I could finally be satisfied. I've called myself a perpetual pendulum swinger because it's <laughs> uh, probably, I should pick a different term, but like, you know, it's, you get all the way over here and you're like, well, that's not working. So you swing all the way over here mm-hmm. and like Jesus is sitting right there in the middle of that pendulum. Like I'm waiting for you, but yeah. you just keep swinging back and forth. And yeah. so, so yeah, I'm, there've been a lot of ways that that has, that has fleshed out for us and in coming episodes, I think it'll be nerve wracking and exciting, nervous exciting, as Abby says, to share some of the ways that that has happened in our marriage and some of the struggles that we've had in that and, and the ways that the Lord has totally been faithful to, um, I don't know, save us from ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you hit on something very good there is we, we end up running to those things, looking for our identity. Like, you know, I was, I was kind of saying it a little bit earlier too, is when you don't have it in Christ, you don't have God as that foundational thing that gives you your value. You're going to find it somewhere else. So you're going to find it in, uh, your political party or in hating the other political party. Mm -hmm. You're going to find it in, uh, your hobbies, your pursuits, your mountain biking, even if you want, um, you, you're going to find it in your, in your, um, uh, your own ability to be a good Christian. Like that's yeah. where it was for me for the most part is yeah. like, I basically in essence didn't think that I needed Jesus because I was good enough on my own. Yeah. And that is like the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that they're all bad, but it's, it's essentially the, <laughs> The uh, widow who goes and prays, you know, or gives, or, or the, the one who goes before the, the temple, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, first, the tax collector is like, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the other guy is like, I thank you that I am not like all the other people, right. you know. And those are kind of the two dynamics we have. You're either humble before God and justified righteously, or you are arrogant and boastful and proud. And you think you're righteous. And the thing about being made um, in the image of God, though, is that he never, like, I think so many people think, oh, well, I will arrive when I fully find myself in him. Like, it can happen one time. Mm-hmm. Like, we were not made to have that be a one-time thing. Like, we were made to search for that yeah. for our entire lives here on this earth, but to find it in him, in all of those, in all of those moments of life. And that's why I think people get so frustrated with themselves. Like, or at least I do, like I ran to this and then I ran to this and then I ran to this and I ran to the next thing because I was running from the last thing because I was like, well, that's not where my identity is. I need to find my identity in Christ. So maybe starting an online apparel company will work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately you find you are actually running from Christ. You're you're right. running from his hand, but he's he's right there. He's he's faithful to be 
the one pursuing us. Because who who we are, our identity, that actually doesn't go away. Like we don't, we are not any, like our identity, we don't lose it. We just forget it. Mm-hmm. Like I think our pastor said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it is so true though. We, we drift away and we, we need constant reminders. That's why church and the body of Christ and fellowship and hearing sermons and fellowshipping with other believers who will encourage you and call you out. We need to be reminded when we have forgotten, when we have drifted away and lost sight of Jesus, you know, we're, we're like, uh, Peter walking on the water and we look around and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm on these waves. I, what am I doing? I, I, you know, that you start to panic and, it's only Jesus who can come and rescue us. It's only him who can save us. And yeah. And so I think our, our refrain in all of this is you're going to hear this a lot. We are going to be talking about identity. We're going to be talking about idolatry. We're going to be talking about how Jesus Christ, the great I am, he is the one who is the solution to those things, not just a solution, he is the solution. There is no other solution. And that is why all the solutions you've been looking for, I've been looking for, apart from him, will not satisfy. Because we're trying to to make a good thing into a God. And none of these things in and of themselves are wrong, right? Like having a business, being successful, mm-hmm. caring for nature, having an interest in politics. None of that's wrong, but when you begin to see it as it's it's bigger than God and I have to be the one to do something, I have to rescue all of this. And we can't be the ultimate saviors of all of creation. Um, and we also can't be giving all of our, our lives as um, offerings to worship this creation because it is broken just like we are. And Jesus Christ is the only one who can take that brokenness because he who was perfect who is god in the flesh knew no sin as the the scripture says and he became sin for us so that he could take that sin of ours on himself and pay the penalty for that sin that we deserved to pay and we receive his righteousness you know because as you if you know the story he was crucified and he rose again you know, it'd be one thing if he took that sin and died, but then it's like, well, what now? But he rose again and he conquered sin and death, overcoming it and giving us that new life. And the life that we live now, we live by grace and faith in the one who bought us, right? As, as Paul talks about, um, we aren't living to perform. We aren't living to meet the expectations. You know, I think if... If you are a uh, war movie fan and you're listening to this, you know that scene in Saving Private Ryan at the very end when Tom Hanks' character, he turns to Private Ryan as Tom Hanks' character is dying and he he would have been fine had he not gone on this mission to rescue him. And he's dying and he turns to him and he says, earn this, you know? And so often I think that's the way we think Jesus, as he died on the cross, he was saying, you better be worth it. You better earn this. And you see at the end of the movie, you see the character of Private Ryan as he's older and he's he's sitting there thinking, 
was I a good man? And he asks his, his family and they're like, oh, you were a great man. That's not the Christian life. Mm-hmm. That is so far from it. At the end of our lives, we are not going to be sitting there and thinking, man, I nailed this. No, we're going to be thinking, you know, Jesus was nailed to the cross for me, and that's my hope. My hope is fixed on what he has done and nothing else. I can't, I can't go to God the Father and say, yep, my righteousness was enough because I will be sorely disappointed. And we want to bring that hope of the gospel in this show, in our lives. We want to do this just as much because we need that reminder that we can't earn this. We can't do this. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, and we need the body of Christ. And we're here for that in whatever capacity we can supply while talking into microphones. (laughs) I was just thinking, you know, other couples probably plan more fun things for date nights. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, but uh, definitely not as interesting. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited. I think like we've got a lot of fun stuff planned. We've got... I mean, we're going to be talking about marriage and, and parenting. We're going to be, we'll tell you guys a little bit about our foster care journey. Um, we'll talk about church burnout because we've been through that. We're going to talk about ministry life and family dynamics. And, um, I think and we'll probably have the kiddos on the show here and there and definitely some guest speakers. So I think more than anything, like neither of us are going to sit here well, basically, we're going to be doing this. I mean, it's 1130 at night. Our kids are in bed or should be. I think I heard footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ignoring it. But like we want this to be interesting and fun and exciting, not only for you guys, but for us too. And so I think it's going to be a party and we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly, I think I'm looking forward to the guests. For some reason, mm-hmm. that just seems exciting. I swear we are going to have Paul Tripp on here. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I believe it in my bones. Well, we, you just keep praying and making it happen. Um, you say that like it's not going to happen, and I know it's going to happen. I, I believe you believe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm also excited, though. We, we, we're not just going to have famous people. <laughs> we may never have famous people probably on the show. We will never have famous but, people. But our hope is we want to have friends and people who we're also living life with and, mm-hmm. and uh, doing life, to use the Christian-y term. I think people who have a story to tell and just people who have seen how Jesus has just totally wrecked their life in the best way, you know. And I think that over the last 14 years, we have, um, for lack of a better word, collected a community of people who have who have seen Jesus rock their worlds in some pretty big ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God has just been faithful and he, uh, our message to you today is he is faithful to you. He is there. He, I know that he loves you and that he is inviting you to come back to him. If you were a Christian and you're walking, uh, you feel you've been walking away in a direction that, uh, has been in rebellion. He's not sitting there, waiting to scold you, you know, it's the prodigal son situation. He has been watching and waiting and looking and he's, he is eagerly anticipating your return. And while you've been sitting there planning your speech of how you don't deserve to be there and and you'll just do whatever work you can get to live in his house, he is running to you and embracing you and bringing you back. And if you are an unbeliever and you don't even know about all this stuff, again, 
we're glad to have you here. And I'm, I'm, my hope and prayer for you is that um, you're hearing the gospel go forth and that the way it works, I believe, is that God the Holy Spirit comes along and starts working in your heart. And when you begin feeling that, that sense in you that this is true, this is real, this is the God who, who made everything knows me, knows me by name and has called me and is desiring to bring me in as one of his own, to adopt me as a son or a daughter. I mean, how amazing is that? That, that every time I start thinking about that is, is just, it overwhelms me. I feel. Are you going to start crying? No, no. Okay. <laughs> you want me to? No. <laughs> well, folks, um, we are again, super excited to carry on the rest of this show. Uh, and just see where this goes. And I'm I'm excited to keep recording. And we we are praying that this can be a benefit to you. If you would like to get to know us a little more, reach out, share your story with us. You can reach us. Our, our email is feedback at alloflifeshow.com. You can find us on Instagram at alloflifeshow. You can also find us on Facebook at the facebook.com slash all of life show we'd love for you guys to send us a message um reach out if you have questions if you have an idea of what you want to hear on the podcast um, or if you just need a little bit of connection and um, community and encouragement because we'd love to be here for you yeah well thank you for listening to the very first episode of the all of life show where we are seeking to bring the gospel to every area of life we are your hosts Stuart and alicia white and we will see you next time next time